Football season's back, baby. And something I saw online this week that was getting a little traction got me thinking America's team's quarterback, Dak Prescott. People online were saying Dak doesn't get the respect he deserves, especially compared to uh, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, particularly from the black community. So Dak, yes, he's a skilled quarterback. Sports Illustrated, for example, gave him the number nine spot out of 32 in QB rankings. Mahomes, Obviously, number one, that's my quarterback. He's in a league of his own. Lamar Jackson, he was given the number six spot. Whether you agree with the rankings or not, we all know heavy lies the crown. You want to get paid like an elite quarterback? You have to perform. It's like being the president. When the shit starts to hit the fan, the people start blaming who? The president. Your team's not winning enough? Now the QB is under the microscope. And if your quarterback tied for the league lead in interceptions last season, throwing 15 interceptions and only playing 12 games like Dak did, that's not inspiring. Now, that doesn't encapsulate Dak, okay? He has done amazing things on the field, but consistency is key in a pool of elite QBs where the stakes keep getting higher and higher. Can Dak take Dallas to the promised land for the first time since 95, 28 years, breaking through the top-heavy NFC conference? Well, I asked you guys. I took a poll on my Instagram. Over 6,000 people participated, and 71% of people said no. (laughs) But there are those old Dallas faithfuls, some of which were too young, I'm talking Gen Zers, to ever even see Dallas win a Super Bowl. Just reliving the glory days through their elders. How cute. Now, Dak has done some amazing things. Can't argue that. He's a very charitable quarterback, for example. He's overcome tragedy, adversity. But a sore point for a lot of people when bringing up Dak's name goes all the way back to 2018. Some of you already know what I'm talking about. It was his famous response to NFL players kneeling during the anthem to protest police brutality and injustice towards black people. When Dak had the opportunity to take an all-important stand against brutality and injustice, He told the press that protesting at an NFL stadium takes away from the game. He said, quote, I don't think that's the time or the venue to do so. Now, I remember this exact moment. I was working on air in Dallas. Horrible stance. I'll never forget those words. But I guess it eventually became the right time to kneel, as long as Jerry Jones said it was okay. And it was before the anthem, not during. But it was still in an NFL stadium, so yeah, whatever. But the missed opportunity for solidarity, especially coming from America's team's quarterback, that would have been huge. And I understand it's his prerogative, but a lot of people felt that he could have said nothing rather than speak against a human rights movement that affect people who look like him. Fast forward to 2020 and Dak ends up supporting Black Lives Matter and it's conveniently sanctioned by the NFL. It's on board. So it's safe to do that anyway. People grow. People change, and it's easier to do that with an umbrella to shield you. And I respect those players who risked it all to stand for what they believe in. I understand the cognitive dissonance a lot of players felt. They couldn't do anything, didn't want to risk their spot on the team. I don't know, Dak. I like to believe most people's hearts are in the right place. I don't think he's a bad guy. I'm just providing some context to a conversation I saw on Twitter. And I hope the Cowboys are competitive this year. Now, this is going to be a little bit sports heavy, this first episode. And with that, I know you know who I'm talking about when I say the unofficial world's fastest man. That's USA's Noah Lyles. And he's not going to be invited to any NBA cookouts or famous NBA yacht parties this year after making a point to single out the NBA in his whole who gets to call themselves a world champion speech. He said, quote, 
you know the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA finals and they have world champion on their head. Now, I got to pull a Dak Prescott on this man and say, not the time, not the place. I mean, I was talking about this with the homies and I got to break down the key points. Number one, is the NBA a global organization where different countries compete against each other for a world title? No. Number two, is the NBA a national organization comprised of 100 plus international players from 40 countries? Yes. Number three, is any basketball team outside the NBA beating the Denver Nuggets? No. Is the NBA the best basketball league in the world and no other world team compares? Yes. Like, who is the Michael Jordan of overseas basketball? I'll wait. So wherever you fall on the world champion debate, there's one thing that no one's talking about. Of all the leagues Noah Lyles could have mentioned, why did he have to single out the NBA? Like this is a poster moment in your track career and you use this moment to take a big crap on the NBA. I mean, Noah Lyles is a top tier runner, but that was some top tier hatery because don't just single one out. Bring up everybody then. What about the NFL? Or boxing. There are 17 weight classes in professional boxing and five major belts. You can have different world champions in one weight class until a fighter becomes undisputed. Shout out to Crawford. But real talk, why not mention the obvious one? The MLB. They literally call their championships the World Series. They're the most flagrant violator. If we're talking about semantics, I barely even hear anyone going around talking about, oh, the Nuggets are world champs, bruh. Oh, Nuggets, uh, take it over. Yeah, no, I don't even hear that. If you want to stick it to America, stick it to baseball. But there ain't no crying in baseball, right? All right, so if you know me, I'm I'm a big boxing fan for sure. You know, I was at the big showdown, the fight of the century, Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. Now, I had to show love to Dallas, so I was rooting for Spence big time. But the thing is, is I've seen Terrence Crawford fight before. Okay, I was a little nervous, right? I was at the Crawford-Porter fight in late 2021. I saw those Nebraskans going crazy for Crawford. And more importantly, with a technical, brutal, calculating, inspector, gadget-type fighter Terrence Crawford really is. The fight was stopped. Sean Porter's daddy, Kenny Porter, stopped the fight in the 10th round after the second knockdown. I know you guys remember this. You could see Sean. He was frustrated. He was banging on the floor, disappointed. The fight could have went on. But what for? The winner was evident. Sean's father gave him a verbal lashing, saying that Sean didn't prepare for the fight. He wasn't ready. All of that. We've all been there. I remember I let off a stink bomb when I was in high school and I was in I was at the vice principal's office and my dad was staring at me. He was like, you're an idiot. OK, we've all had that verbal lashing, the shame, all of that. But anywho, I didn't think that was going to happen with Errol. I wouldn't put money on the fight because my max bet is $100 and it wouldn't win me much. But more importantly, I really didn't know who could win. I mean, that bout was classic brawn versus brains, in my mind anyway. But I mean, it came to be something totally different. It was total dominance by Crawford, which led so many people to believe that Earl should, quote, leave that man alone, never fight Crawford again. I know you saw this all over social media, but I got to give my take. Okay, here's my two cents. Earl's got to get back in there. He can't go out like that. Earl Spence got beat like a dog, but he's still a dog and he's got to do it again. And he will now that the rematch clause has been triggered. The weight gain will help him perform better. I mean, if Crawford honors Spence weight preference of 154, which he should, because honestly, we don't want any what if scenarios. 
Everyone deserves a chance at redemption. A champion like Errol Spence, and he is a champion, deserves another shot. A lot of people were raised that if someone beats you up, you better go back outside and get your lick back. And that's what I'm seeing here. Dallas wants more from Spence, but more importantly, he wants more for himself. And I respect that. He made absolutely no excuses, not a drop, nothing. He knows what he's up against and he deserves another shot at TC. We all love a good comeback story. So this next topic is very near and dear to my heart. Um, It's becoming a rash all across America. I'm talking about the erasing of black history in schools. And the state of Florida and 17 other states, including Texas, Georgia, and Oklahoma, are effectively gaslighting this generation and future generations about the black experience, black history in this country. What kind of sick person do you have to be to say something like slavery actually benefited black Americans? Watering down teaching standards, diminishing and brushing over the achievements of black historical figures, omitting facts, banning books, stopping students from learning black history by blocking AP African-American courses because they included topics like Black Lives Matter, slavery reparations, and queer life. Governor Ron DeSantis' stance on American history is disgraceful. I know you've heard of those Texas educators who proposed to the Texas school board that slavery should be called involuntary relocation, sugarcoating slavery. Are we serious right now? Racist governors and congresspeople have weaponized the term critical race theory, something that's taught in colleges and law schools and maybe elite high schools. Critical race theory is literally an academic and legal framework for examining systemic racism. But if you watch certain news outlets, you'd swear it's the I hate white people course because it's a really scary sequence of words. Ooh, critical. Ooh, what's it? Race? Oh, we don't say that. And theories. Ooh, what are those? This is propaganda. It's not taking over elementary, middle, and high schools. It's not going to radicalize your children, indoctrinate them. That's all a myth. It's just a deeper dive into history. It's education. Certain lawmakers are leading the Abolish American History movement, and they've been able to do so by using critical race theory, the scary string of words, as a catch-all for the parts of history that include black people. And, of course, they were able to create this elaborate straw man argument because more than half of Americans read below a sixth-grade reading level. So, yeah. Words like critical, race, and theory. Oh, very scary. There's barely any black history taught in schools today as it is. The average American student graduates high school knowing MLK had a dream, the Underground Railroad wasn't an actual train, and that slavery was a thing, but it ended, and then there was the KKK, but everything's good, fair, and equal now. Silver lining type stuff, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. No wonder so many people don't understand the need for affirmative action. They don't know that discriminatory housing laws were created that forced black Americans into ghettos and kept them out of the pristine suburban areas. And that's why you often see racial divides corresponding to the nice sections of town and the crap ones. And when black Americans were able to buy homes in the suburbs, they got subprime mortgages. People don't know that black businesses were set aflame, that the interstate system displaced hundreds of thousands of families, disproportionately black ones, or how black veterans coming home for World War II were denied insured mortgages that white veterans got. That prevented black soldiers from investing in housing that created generational wealth for white soldiers. Another aspect of the wealth gap. But people would quicker to have you believe that black people are lazy and that's why we have such a wealth gap. Black people don't work hard. They just take advantage of the welfare system. No, there are real reasons for our social makeup right now in the society. 
People don't know how black people were used as medical test subjects. I mean, the list goes on. There are so many things I could say, so many examples I could give about how discrimination was legalized and carried on after slavery. Erasing African-American studies from schools, it's not a political issue. It's not red or blue. It's unconstitutional. The purpose of learning comprehensive American history is to be more well-rounded and to have a better understanding of the world we live in. And we can't do that if we just pretend a big, nasty chunk of it didn't exist. That's ignorant. Slavery happened. The Tulsa massacre happened. That doesn't mean that present-day white Americans should go washing black people's feet and asking for forgiveness or feel guilty for being white. That's ridiculous unless you're racist. But we, as Americans, need to hold our lawmakers accountable. I've taken African-American studies courses, none of which taught me to hate white people. It just taught me history. All right, thank you guys so much for joining me on my first episode of this podcast. And so you can expect all sorts of topics coming up as well. And as I can get them scheduled, we're bringing in some fun guests you know, but a lot of this is going to be me and you. So please, please reach out to me, email me. You can email me at bookings at demetriaobalor.com. You can DM me on Instagram. I'll be continuing to take IG polls. I really want to include you and your opinions and your takes. So let's make this fun. And thank you so much for your support over the years. And now I'm really excited for this podcast. And like I said, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, not just sports. I know not everybody loves sports, but me, I'm big on the sports. I'm big on the pop culture, the music, the social justice, the politics, everything. So it's going to be kind of housed in, in what's trending and what's got people talking. So once again, feel free to reach out to me and until next time, see you guys soon.